Mood Killers, currently available in three unique flavors, Pamplemousse, Purple, and Shoe. Mood Killers, Eddie Barella, Marconi Baloney. Greetings, mood killers. Hello, I'm Balonius Francine Marconi, along with a man who's living proof that age is just a number that tells you how old you are. Eddie Barella. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Marconi. Since we recorded our last episode, you had a birthday, Eddie. Congratulations on living another year. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah. I guess it's something to be happy about, but you know, you get older and you're like, what, what just happened? Now you don't have to say age these- or anything like that. As far as I'm concerned, you're ageless. Um, uh, you look great. You sound well, great. My, I just want, it was my 75th. I'll just say it. Uh, well, you look you know, really it's, it's good for 75. Can't see me. Uh, it's <laughs> 75. Uh, you but know, I saw you on saying. your, yeah. uh, what is it? You have their podcast uh, that you do with your friends. Uh, it's news to us. And they were just saying happy birthday. I'm like, I talk to Eddie all day, every day. And I feel like such <laughs> an ass. That no, I that's okay. Because I, I mean, uh, if it's totally not on fine. Facebook, I completely miss it. And then even then. Well, it, it was on Facebook. Oh, was my God. But even though I never post uh, my third grade classmate, Ashley Pamplemousse, she decided to wish me a happy birthday. Aww. Do you have it open? Because people can't (laughs) post on my Facebook page. Yeah, you can't can't post on my page without my approval. That's for sure. Yeah, I had the same thing. I put, if I really want any, to hear from anybody about my birthday, I just post like a, hey, it's cake day or something like that for me. And then it's just like a. (laughs) You announce it's your own birthday. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like an emoji. I don't know how I do it because I, I, I stopped doing it because yeah. I, I hid my birthday and it's not on Facebook anymore. Yeah, I, I hid mine. Just, I was being just a jerk. I, like, I really don't care if people know how old I am, but yeah. ever since I hid it, people are actually offended by it. Uh, what? Coworkers, yes, coworkers uh, at Adobe, uh, they will give me crap about my age. And honestly, it's not like I, I wasn't even oh. trying to, to be mysterious about it. Like, Oh, oh I, didn't, I wasn't even birthday. thinking of that. How because old to me, is he? We don't know. To me, you're just endlessly youthful. That's how I always, I didn't realize that people thought in some way that they could make fun of your age. Ageists. Yeah. Bastards. Ageists. I, yeah, I, I know. Yeah. Isn't yes. it funny though? The second you tell people your age, then they categorize you as you're too old for this, you're an old guy, or you're too young for that. You're whatever it is they decide. Right. They but have if to you put don't, you. Yeah, just don't say your age, and then you're open to do whatever you want. Yeah, I, yeah. I learned from my mom, who um, remains ageless to this day, and she's like, I think she's going to retire this year, <laughs> and and nobody knows her age, like except for like you know her or the family, and. And I applaud her for that because she taught me because in business and even for men, you see this all the time on TV, like women get taken off like TV news or they're, they're aged out of roles in Hollywood, whatever. And radio, they'll tell you, oh, you're too old for this format. You got to go on to the, this, this one or that one. When you get a certain age, you can't be on the alternative radio station. You have to go to the. 
the easy listening. <laughs> yeah, light whatever rock. Whatever it is, yeah. You got to go light to the minivan rock. station or whatever. And, yep. I, and I'm like, I'm not interested in any of that. So as soon as I got into radio at the age of 12, I was like, <laughs> I'm never telling anybody my age. So I just don't like being told or categorized. I don't like yeah. people telling me who I am or deciding who I am because I of my agree. age. And you know? leaving it as a mystery is kind of fun too, even though I yeah. sort of didn't intend to do it. I, I, you've brought up a lot of points as to why I should continue to do it. Uh, <laughs> and I will, I will I'm not stop. Even more paranoid. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to lose everything. If I, if I tell people my age, I'm going to lose my career, my uh, <laughs> everything. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh. my dating profile does say 23 though. So that's, <laughs> well, that's what your age is, right? <laughs> I'm 24. Okay. 24. Oh, all right. Fine. I'm like Brooks from Shawshank Redemption. I don't know if I can make it on the outside, Eddie. I'm an institutional man now. Eddie Barella and Marconi Bologna. I had to run to Target to pick up another Fabergé egg. Marconi, we live in a time where society is on edge and we have to be very careful about the things we say here on Mood Killers. People are very and, easily uh, offended. They are. They are. And uh, unfortunately, I regret to inform you that the cancel culture council has oh. reared its ugly head oh. and uh, they're coming back at us. The cancel culture council is a uh, group of men and women who wear hooded robes and they stand in the middle of a forest doing chants and they decide who to cancel and they have set their sights on you. And oh, I'm sorry. Man. I'm oh, sorry. The cancel culture council. Uh, oh no. I'm in trouble so, again. You're in deep trouble. You're in deep trouble. So I'm going to play you some clips from previous okay. episodes, and I'm going to tell you why you've been canceled. Maybe you can okay. guess. I mean, this is supposed to be a learning experience, so I'm hoping right. that maybe you come to the right conclusions yourself. But uh, here is one cancelable, cancelable offense. The first one. Here we go. There are many, by the way. You're in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bed's too low. I'm going to have to hire a guy. My bed's too low. I'm going to have to hire oh. a guy. Why did you get canceled? Because um, people are offended that my, my bed's low or my bed's high. I don't know. Now, you, this is actually offensive to the guy. So you say you're going to have to hire <laughs> the, the guy. Now, the yeah. guy, he hasn't been hired in months because he forgot to renew the domain name for his business and nobody could find him on Google. And he's feeling extra, extra sensitive right now. And I understand. Been yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. Oh, man. Does yeah. the guy have a name, I wonder? I don't even know. I just thought he was the, the guy that helps you up out of bed. Probably don't want to ask that. You, you're on, you're right. on the verge of getting right. canceled again. Right, I, I get it. I saw yeah, it. Right. Yeah, okay, here's, here's the, next, uh, the next offense. From the Cancel Culture Council. What TV shows? Food. Books. Hmm. Let's play that again. Okay. What TV shows? Food. Books. Food books? Were uh, people <laughs> were upset about food books? I don't know. Uh, let me play it one more time here. Uh, what right. TV shows? Food. Books. So the reason why you were canceled here <laughs> is that you were listing things without acknowledging that lists themselves prefer to be presented in numerical order. <laughs> 
Oh. So that's what happened there. You're not. You weren't you being gotta, sensitive to the lists. You really. You really have to overthink everything, don't you? Yep. You really. I mean, you should be, and it's just your duty as being a part of society is to right. literally overthink everything you say and do. <laughs> uh, your next offense. But you mm. don't want to be the guy that's trying to make everybody laugh all night. You don't want to be the guy that's <laughs> trying to make that. That almost got us taken off of Apple Podcasts. Wow. Oh, you don't yeah, want that. Very close. But you don't want to be the guy that's trying to make everybody laugh all night. That almost got us canceled, that statement. Wow. I can't even imagine why that would be offensive to someone. Would you like to guess? Um, because people don't like laughter in the, in the modern world. I don't know. But you don't want to be the guy that's trying to make everybody laugh all night. Well, this was offensive to the fan club of the late Robin Williams. Uh, his whole persona, as you know, is about making people laugh all night, and the fans were deeply offended. They thought you were targeting Robin Williams. Oh, well, that's, a that's not the... he's a national treasure. I love Robin Williams. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, yeah you should have thought of him when you made that statement, but you I clearly really were not. Have. You're thinking about yourself, not Robin Williams. I'm so sorry if I offended. You should be on your mind at all times. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, your next offense. As you age, it's harder and harder to get up, you know? <laughs> As you age? I can't repeat it. I'm not going to repeat that. I almost repeated uh, it. I would have canceled. Harder and ha Okay, yeah, I shouldn't repeat it either, I guess. Uh, even though yeah, I have no careful. idea why. Uh, uh, people with osteoporosis would get mad or uh, something like that. I don't know. As you age, it's harder and harder to get up, you know? <laughs> This is offensive because we have a listener who is 83. Her name is Helen Tavaputz. Oh. And she actually finds it very easy to wake up oh. uh, because she usually sleeps until noon. <laughs> she so. thought I was being ageist, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Jeez. Helen. Uh, your last offense. This is your last offense. All right. Where do I store my backup air fryer? <laughs> That almost got us ripped off of Spotify. <laughs> well, they are very strict at Spotify. They yeah, they look yeah. deep into everything. I, they were know, about to give us a Joe Rogan contract. Then you said, this. <laughs> "Where do I store my backup air fryer?" Uh, people were offended because I have a backup air fryer. Where do I store my backup air fryer? This is actually offensive to air fryer manufacturers because <laughs> if you own two air fryers, which you clearly admitted to, you owning, owning two air fryers, if you own two, it's your moral obligation to get a tube and combine their powers to make the ultimate <laughs> white chicken chili. Oh, consider that. Yeah. You should know oh, this. I mean, like everybody yeah. knows this. Uh, yeah. I thought, oh, I thought wow. you were more, uh, more in tune with what's happening. But I uh, guess I'm go. not. Wow. The Culture I really appreciate this lesson. Thank you. Mood Killers is brought to you by Coffee. As a former barista, I have a lot to say about yeah, our sponsor. Eddie is a coffee aficionado. I'm an amateur at best. Pouring my coffee, cereal, and toothpaste into the same mug every morning right. isn't really saving as much time as I'd hoped. And it's oh. kind of disgusting. I think I may have sent this to you. There's an alarm clock coffee maker now that, like, 
it's like a, an espresso maker or something like that, that can connect with your, you know, smart speaker or whatever. Right. And, and it'll, it'll make coffee for you in the morning. You put the, uh, if you like creamer or anything like that, you can put it in there and it's chilled overnight and then it, it, uh, pours it in and makes it exactly how you want it every morning. Really? And it sounds like a lot of maintenance though. Like you might have to be adding different ingredients to different tubes yeah, like, and, uh, like what if the tubes get or clogged or, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got to clean those and it's right by your bed. So there's like uh, that aspect. Uh, I, yeah, what uh, if the you get splashed with hot coffee in the morning? Like you're sleeping <laughs> you don't and want then it, it wakes you up and it's just squirting on you. Like hot I like coffee to be woken squirts. Up with, I, can, I already look like a burn victim when I wake up in the morning. This is what I need. <laughs> But I have, I don't have a coffee machine. I, I only use pour over. I've had French press in the past. My current yeah. thing is I have one of those uh, little espresso maker, like those little pots that you yeah. can put on your directly on the stove. Right. It's fantastic. I know like there are coffee makers out there that are brilliant and they're fantastic, but I enjoy the process of doing a pour over or yes, uh, that kind of thing. I enjoy I don't the know process why. too. I, I grind my own beans and then I, uh, I have a, like a little espresso machine and I, I put the actual ground beans into that. And then I, yeah, I do it that then, way or, or I'll do a coffee press. My optimism is just an illusion created by good coffee. I don't know how that mm, works for you. Absolutely. But, yep. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the worst part of making coffee is not having coffee to drink while you're making the coffee. So you have the energy to be like, get into it. A trick we learned at Starbucks is you're supposed to snort a line of grounds. And then <laughs> yeah, that gets you through the process of the brewing. Now, I know you're an aficionado, Eddie, and you have like coffee of the month come to your house and all that kind of stuff. How do you actually take your coffee? Rectally, occasionally. <laughs> I see. All right. In a, a rectal funnel. Um, oh. I, I, is that what you mean? <laughs> yes, of course. I no, I I like black coffee. I Me like too. Black coffee. I don't add any of this this nonsense with cream and no 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 no. Well, I, what I do is I like to have black coffee with a dollop of chilled gravy. <laughs> it makes yeah. it just that much better, and it cools the temperature just enough where it doesn't scald my my vocular cords, and so I, yes. I can move on with my voiceoverings and things like that. Right. You know, if yes. you're feeling depressed, by the way, try drinking some coffee so you can have anxiety instead. Coffee. <laughs> We'd be nowhere without you. Do they have to tie you to electrodes and put you on nipple clamps and measure what happens to your body? Or If you're like me, you love your coffee black with a dollop of chilled gravy. <laughs> and then you walk through a dark tunnel with your mouth open. Well, Eddie, you know, uh, I'm, I'm doubly vaccinated. And in, in fact, I, I was thinking about doing it again. It was so much fun the first couple of times. Can you might I get, as well. I, I think you can get up to 12, 12 Oh, shots, wow. Right? I think I'm going to go for it. Do you get a stamp book? Do you get a free sub? How does it go? I, well, I think um, every time you get the vaccine, you're entered into that million-dollar lottery that some ooh. states have. So wow, I, I I, I'm increasing my chances of winning by getting, like, a 1,000 vaccines. They're free. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, and they're available <laughs> readily now. Uh, Nobody else so wants them. I'll take them. I finally waited all the days they tell you to wait after the vaccine, second dose and that kind of stuff. And yeah. I decided, you know what? Now's my time. So I went out 
for a walk. Now, oh. where I live, it's been a little bit humid, and we kind of yeah. had a, like a mini heat wave, and so I wanted to be kind of cognizant of that, and so I was trying to get up extra early to go on a walk. Now, <laughs> I'm not an elderly person, and I'm not a senior citizen. Or anything like, because you know, like grandmas get together and they do the mall walk now. Yeah, at the crack of dawn. Yeah, and and I was like, yeah, what am I doing? Am I trying to catch the dew on the flowers? What, the, what's happening? And and I, but I well, really I think, realized, I think what you're trying to do is go out while the uh, the muggers are still a little bit sleepy. <laughs> well, they've gone to bed. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they've gone to bed from the night before. But so I got up and I walked early and it was a nice day, a little bit uh, over, a little overcast, which is perfect. And I walked, get this 10,000 steps, almost 4.4 miles. Wow. On my first few walks. Those are some pent up feet you had there. (laughs) Like like it was like Rocky coming out of retirement. Only I went from doughy to doughier in the first year and a half in quarantine. And I was just trying to shed some of that dough while I was training. So, right. And I don't know about you. It's, it was so humid. I was, you know, as the saying goes, making my own gravy. And right. Is 3.4 miles an hour. Is that a normal pace? I think it is. 3.3.4 miles an hour. That's, I don't that's know. Where, I, that's <laughs> that was your pace. I know that it should take about 20 minutes to walk a mile. I, I believe, but it depends on how, how new your Crocs were. <laughs> I should have worn Crocs. I probably would have helped. You would have yeah. had more traction. And and I went out and, you know, my I live in a beautiful area and there's a lot of architecture to look at and parks and things like that. But I was just, you know how like you're just so overwhelmed with being outdoors. I took a few videos here and there and some pictures of flowers like an old lady does. I don't know. <laughs> it was just. Yeah. It felt good to be outside again, and I did wear a mask most of the time, except for because of where I was in the park, there weren't a lot of people right next to me at all times, so I took my mask down when I wasn't around people, just because it got, just, it's, I got all sweaty, you know, and I was just like, I just need the, uh, the air to cool me off, and then if somebody was coming up towards me, I would pull my mask back up, because A, I don't want them to think that I, that I'm I have a mask for no reason. It's just going to be around my chin like an idiot. And then I also right. I'm overthinking it. I know, but I'm also like, well, I know I have the the vaccine, but a lot of people don't have the vaccine and are yeah, pretending like yeah. they do have the vaccine. And sure. so I don't, you don't really wanna... know who does and who doesn't. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm just trying to be safe, right? And uh, and then yeah. distancing myself and all that kind of stuff. And but it felt good to be out. But when I got home, man. You know, I walked at 4.4 miles the first day and I was yeah. like, I, I could barely move. Like I you probably didn't know the difference between gravy and sauce at that point. <laughs> really? I didn't. I mean, I felt like I'd been kept in my apartment, like a veal. And this was yeah. like the first day they let me out to roam the pasture to eat some fresh grass or something, you know, right. My muscles were crying. It was not, it was not good. Like, right. I was. I was too fatigued after that short walk. And I, and I was probably only out for like an hour or two and, and maybe less. I was too fatigued to make a sandwich, Eddie. What? Yeah. 
So you I really just crawled. worked your butt off there. That's some good I, exercise. I crawled into my pantry and just ate dry pasta moistened by my tears. Right. <laughs> and, and dump flour on your head. I had to grab the shelves to pull myself up. I couldn't, I could wow. barely walk. And wow. it was so pathetic. All this because I took a walk. Like, like who well, am I? My a grandpa? Like, what the hell? I'm glad you got out of the house, though. It was great to be out of the house, but I, I, was, I was so pathetic. I laid down in the shower and hosed myself off, and I just napped in there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But now that I've been out, now that I have all of this, you know, the vaccine and all that kind of stuff, and I'm uh, fully, uh, I, I have the green light to move about the country or whatever you want to say. I, right. I, I now have this guilt because... I like going outside just fine, but I'm normally an inside with air conditioning kind of person, that, you know, that goes out occasionally. Yeah. I watch TV. So now I have this guilt, like it's a beautiful day. You should be outside. What are you doing? Oh yeah. I know what you're saying. Yes. At the height of the pandemic, um, it was like 90 degrees. Out. I mean, it was like a nice summer day, not too hot, maybe like cool or like yeah. 85 or something. It was, it was a really nice summer day. And uh, I did not feel bad about sitting my ass on the couch and playing video right. games during the afternoon on a Saturday. But this last weekend, I sort of wanted <laughs> to do that. But then I looked outside and it was like a super nice sunny day. And uh, I had that guilt. I was like, no, you got to get outside and do something. You're vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. Like Larry. you went through all of this to just sit here again. And, yeah. And so, so now I have this guilt. I look outside like if it's, so. if it's a cloudy day or a rainy day, part of me goes, well, if it's cloudy, it's perfect for me to go outside because then it's not going to, I'm not going to melt with humidity and sun. I won't be burnt alive and it'll probably be in the seventies, which is perfect. But then if it starts raining when I'm out there, then I'm going to be upset and be soaked. And so yeah. I, it's like a whole, and I keep, talk myself out. I'm like, I'll go tomorrow. I feel like, cause, cause I, I was so excited to go on a walk. Right. But then I saw everything good around my neighborhood the first couple of times. So now I'm like Brooks from Shawshank Redemption. I'm, I don't right. know if I can make it on the outside, Eddie. I'm an institutional, I'm an institutional man now. So I, <laughs> you know It'll come I mean? back to you. It'll come back to you before you know it. You'll remember just how terrible it is to be outside <laughs> and around people. And yeah. uh, it'll just be part of like your just everyday life. And uh, it is weird though. It's, it's weird to, to get yourself back into that. I agree. Well, because I work from home, because, you know, I do most of my work from home, this is the time when I, I normally would go to and from an office or whatever. Now I'm just working out of my apartment. So this is my time to, like, leave the house. And I do it right. out of leisure, not because I have to go to a location. Right. For, for, and so then I choose, I'm like, well, Seinfeld is only on Hulu for a couple of more days. I better get, get all that in. And then I make excuses in my head of things Seinfeld's I have to do. Like, you just gave me the perfect excuse to not go outside all summer. Thank you. Well, Seinfeld's only on Hulu for a few more days here. And, uh, we won't have him again until fall. Hmm. <laughs> I live in an apartment complex I've referenced a couple times and uh, the parking situation is like a covered parking garage 
where you park or you put your car with, with your car where you drive. When you, you said covered parking, why did I automatically picture a covered wagon? <laughs> like, yeah, well, that's like, right. Where I, I, I put my covered wagon in uh, a covered parking. Uh, yeah, and, and you have horses <laughs> in a buggy. I, I, I tie up my horses right there next to someone's Buick, and uh, right. that's all. Right. That's all. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I, I park in the garage. I pay five. It's only five dollars a month, which is pretty crazy. But wow. so I park. Isn't that great? So I park there. But then the other day. I had to run to Target to pick up uh, another Fabergé egg, so I went <laughs> to. So I, just I, like, I just like yeah. thinking of you going to Target. Do you do the Fabergé egg when you get it? Do you have to put it on a velvet pillow in your cart when you're rolling That's it all, back? Well, I usually go to Joanne Fabric and then make my own velvet pillow. But uh, oh, I see. Yeah. But they were closed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were closed. It was a Sunday. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, so I, anyways, I get to my car, you know, and, uh, uh, I open the door and then I sit down in the, in the driver's seat. Cause my driver was off. I had to drive myself. He was <laughs> oh. he's on vacation. Wow. You're um, a commoner on the weekends, I guess. I didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, being a motorist, mm. uh, wow. I didn't think I have to lower myself a little bit. So I right. sit down in the, in the driver's seat, and then I realize that there's a there's a Gatorade in my uh, cup holder, and I don't drink Gatorade. Oh wow! There's a Gatorade bottle, and it's like it maybe has like a quarter left of of the liquid, and I'm like. That's what, not what is Gatorade. This? Wait, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I I don't drink Gatorade. I like I was like, what 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 is this? So then I that's I look, weird. I, I look around the car a little bit more, and I realize that the center console is open, and somebody was apparently ruffling through all my things, or it looked like it, everything was disheveled. I noticed that my Joanne Fabrics punch card was on the passenger <laughs> seat. Usually that's uh, in the glove Your box. Your Rubik's Cube keychain from 1986 that you saved? Yes. My my <laughs> tiny Rubik's Cube I cannot live without. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I look around and I realize that somebody broke into my car, but they, they didn't actually break into my car. I must have actually left it unlocked or something, but I always, but I know I always lock my car, so I'm very baffled by this. But uh, but nothing was broken. The only thing that was stolen was like a dollar I had that was like in the in the center console. So somebody like broke into my car, you know. I, and at first I was feeling very angry and violated because somebody broke into yeah. my my space and they had this Gatorade there. What, what uh, flavor then, of Gatorade was it, by the way? Well, that's the thing. I mean, like at the at the end of this, I I realized that I'm not actually mad because what happened is this person broke into my car stole a dollar and essentially all I did is buy somebody a glacier freeze Gatorade. And, <laughs> wow. And I, and then I was like, you know what? I bought somebody a Gatorade that was probably thirsty and that's what happened here. And I, I then I was at peace with it. So but but it's a very okay. strange situation, but they steal your car and drive to get the Gatorade and then drive it back and put it in your parking space. It was that's probably what a I'm Ferris confused. Bueller's day off type situation. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> They ran back the miles and driving it backwards. <laughs> yeah, it was probably like a couple of teenagers, uh, yeah, yeah, having their uh, own fun. <laughs> right. Mood Killers is proudly brought to you by the very earbuds 
you may be using to listen to this episode of Mood Killers. Earbuds. Wow. Love them. Yeah. When you're on the train or you're in public or you're trying to ignore somebody, maybe you're in a cubicle situation, maybe your mom and dad hate your music. Yeah. Everyone in your house despises you and you just want to crawl under the, into the crawl space with the raccoons and put right. on a ra- rainbow wig and drink a fifth of whiskey and listen right. to your favorite songs or podcasts. The earbuds make that possible. You just described my every other Tuesday. Earbuds, they're <laughs> like uh, Q-tips that make noise. That's what I like about them. Do you have you know. the, the wireless earbuds? I do have the wireless earbuds. Yep. How, yep. how does that? Because I always think, because I have, you know, cats, and they destroy stuff. I have a feeling like they would, they would steal an earbud and, like, hide it from me. You know what I mean? You know, that, that is a problem with earbuds, but I will say earbuds are small enough to fit in your ear hole, but they're too big to fit in your pee hole. So I don't know if that <laughs> offers any sort of comfort for you. Is this like the 2021 version of you can't go down the drain? Like, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Rogers used to have a song, you can't go down the drain. This is like right. your earbuds won't fit in your pee hole. Yes, they won't. Earbuds. Want to borrow mine? No? That's gross? Come on. You don't want to be earwax bros? Eddie, I don't know about you, but uh, I listen to uh, radio sometimes, and I notice that uh, as you, you and I are both radio hosts, but I listen to radio, and they always talk about things that are in the news, and we don't really do that on Mood Killers. Yeah, and I thought, well, maybe, you're right. maybe some of these stories I could bring up and see what we think about them just so we can pretend to be like we're doing a radio show or something. Oh, <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. All uh, right. So it's time for Eddie and I to pretend. <laughs> we'll pretend like we're radio hosts who are yeah, informed yeah. instead right, of yeah. talking about gravy and sauce. <laughs> well, you know, I, they're both really the same thing. Here's a story. You can get paid. $2,400 to go without screens for 24 hours. Now I saw this. Okay. Thought, well, this, sign me up. Yeah. But that, how easy that is. That seems like really just 24 hours. That's all. I yeah. Guess what's for, the catch here? Are they, are, do they have to uh, like tie you to electrodes and uh, put you on nipple clamps and measure what happens to your body or. It doesn't specify, but it says you could go 20. If you could go 24 hours, Without social media or any type of screen, there's a website called reviews.org and they're willing to pay someone $2,400 to to go 24 hours without screens or technology. Sure. And they even get you $200 to buy like board games and art (laughs) supplies. Yeah, I was thinking like you could paint. Yeah. You could read a book. There's so much. I, I would be 24 hours isn't long enough for that. If they said like a week, then I might start to go through withdrawals or, you know, like 24 uh, hours. Give me a break for 2,400 bucks. Sure. You could throw a sock into a can and <laughs> just like right. see how good you could get a Nerf hoop and just play I would, Nerf I would literally just sleep the whole time. <laughs> well, what about, <laughs> here's an, here's an idea too. You know, uh, I have cookbooks. In my pantry that I never yeah, look at. Yeah, you could at. cook something. There's so many things you could do. Yeah, and you, and that would take up so much time because you think about it. You have to rely only on the cookbook to get all right. the ingredients. So you have to go to the, you walk to the grocery store, which will take a while. 
get all the ingredients from the store, come back home, make the thing, take a nap while it's cooking, and then wake up when it's done, and then, you know, and then uh, eat it, and then take another nap. Right. So that's a whole deal, right? So, I mean. A day goes by so fast. I could kill time. So, I don't need to be on the internet or looking at TV. I'm I'm totally fine with that. I feel like I should pay somebody else $2,400 to give me that break. Our jobs require us to look at screens, and most people's jobs do. So we would have to be able to get off work to do it. But other than that, there's no problem. Like, I don't, I'd be happy to take a break from all that crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's nice. What a, what a dumb thing that is. <laughs> I know. Here's <laughs> another thing I thought was interesting, yeah. but I was kind of curious as to how it would work. It's a hot dog shop that encourages patrons to pay it forward with Frank's for Friends. It's a program in Virginia. It's a place called Perfectly Frank. It's a hot dog place. And they've been getting some attention because their their program is called Frank's for Friends, where you buy a meal for someone else to eat later. Now, this sounds nice. It sounds like a good thing. But I think it's basically for people who couldn't afford a hot dog. But if you're a person that needed a hot dog, how would you go about obtaining this free Frank? Do you go in, wait in a line with a bunch of people and then put it in an envelope and then uh, put a postage <laughs> stamp on there and it goes to your mailbox? I, I don't, I, and maybe you sign up somewhere. I don't know, but that would be an easy way to do it. Like if they had a sign up sheet and you just go in and you put your name into a, a thing for free yeah, and Franks. Then you, and, and then you walk through a dark tunnel with your mouth open. And they, <laughs> like a Homer Simpson yeah. dark tunnel. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, then you walk out the other end and you've had your, your hot dogs. <laughs> but I thought, like, how could they do it without it, like, being sort of drawing attention to the person? Because think of this. If you're a poor person or a person who can't afford a hot dog, okay, You've got different life situations going on, but yeah, would you, I I mean, I would never, people, they don't like to publicly, they're not sitting there. Oh, I wonder how I can publicly admit in front of a bunch of hipster a-holes how I don't have money and I can walk into a store and say, Hey, I need some free Franks. Like you want to, like I, I, there's gotta be a discreet way of getting the people, the food without anybody knowing, right? Like. Do you walk in and tell the person, um, I need the free Frank? And then they go, free Frank for Jim. You know, <laughs> how does it work? I, I, I so think I, you, I just, you, meet, you meet a guy in an alley and he's wearing a trench coat. And, uh, <laughs> like and then you, just, you, you, uh, you wear sweatpants and then you just sort of like uh, open your pants and he throws the hot dogs in and you walk away. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's exactly how I want my food to be received. Gotta my sw- Sweatpants. <laughs> Mood Killers. Find previous episodes and more at Mood Killers on Instagram.